Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When he heard the knocking, Raymond Fosberg froze. He was all alone in a strange city, and he knew exactly who was at the door. The Germans. Fosberg was a plant scientist, and a few months earlier, he'd been sent down to South America on one of the most top-secret missions of World War II to hunt down an anti-malaria drug called quinine. Quinine comes from the bark of some rare trees in South America, and the entire war in the Pacific hinged on his completing this mission. But one night in 1944, he was staying in a fleabag hotel in rural Colombia, a dirty, run-down place with thin walls. He could in fact hear people talking in the room beneath him. This was merely annoying at first, until he stopped and listened a little closer. To his horror, he realized they were speaking German. What the hell were Germans doing in rural Colombia? He tried to stay calm. It had to be a coincidence. They couldn't possibly have followed him there, right? He told himself he was being paranoid. But later that night, he heard a pounding at his door. He opened it to find two Nazi agents standing there. Raymond Fosberg, they said. We have been following you for weeks. We know who you are. And we know what you're doing here. Fosberg was trapped. 
Even if he fled, these two spies would surely run him down and kill him. But of all the shocks he suffered that night, none was greater than what happened next. The two Nazis fixed a hard stare on him and said, We're not here to kill you. (laughs) Quite the contrary. We have all the quinine you need, and we want to sell it to the United States of America. Hi, I'm Sam Keen, and you're listening to The Disappearing Spoon, a topsy-turvy, sciency history podcast, where footnotes become the real story. Roughly 109 billion human beings have ever lived in Earth's history. Mosquito-borne diseases have killed half of them. And malaria is by far the biggest contributor, accounting for billions upon billions of deaths. As Raymond Fosberg once said, As a scourge of humanity and wrecker of civilizations, probably no disease can equal malaria. Malaria is caused by a protozoan, a tiny one-celled animal. The protozoan lives inside mosquitoes and gets transmitted into our blood when mosquitoes bite people. The protozoans then feast on the hemoglobin in red blood cells. This causes anemia along with several other symptoms. Fevers, chills, weakness, violent trembling. It's an ugly, ugly disease. And for centuries, the only known cure was quinine. Quinine is a chemical found in the cinchona tree, which is native to the forests near the Andes Mountains in South America. Cinchona trees produce lovely white flowers that smell like lilacs and attract hummingbirds in droves. And their green leaves often have a beautiful scarlet tint to them. But for fighting malaria, it's the bark that's important. The bark is cinnamon-colored and it contains chemicals that discourage insects from chewing through it. By coincidence, some of these chemicals also cure malaria by interfering with the ability of the protozoan to digest red blood cells. When quinine was first discovered, it was considered a miraculous cure. Still, it's not a pleasant cure. Remember, trees use quinine to kill insects, and it has a horribly bitter taste. In fact, British officials in India who drank quinine-infused tonic water would mask this awful taste with booze. Hence, the gin and tonic was born. Even though quinine was a godsend in curing malaria, South American governments were frankly pretty greedy when it came to selling cinchona bark. They charged wildly inflated prices for it and let people die rather than lower their profits. Even worse, the governments were terrible stewards of the trees. They'd strip the bark off and kill the trees, and then fail to plant new ones. By the mid-1800s, this vital medicine was on the verge of extinction. So, European nations started sending spies into South America to steal cinchona saplings. It was pure colonial piracy. But compared to letting poor people die of malaria, this seemed downright noble. Still, the smuggling missions had a cursed history. One smuggler was gunned down by revolutionaries, another murdered by headhunters. Others saw their young saplings trampled by bulls or poisoned with arsenic or lost in whirlpools. 
It might have been comical had the stakes not been so high. And even the few successes turned out to be failures. It turns out that cinchona trees vary wildly in the amount of quinine they contain. Some have around 5% quinine, but the ones the smugglers got out had as little as 0.4% quinine. The whole endeavor seemed cursed. The man who finally got cinchona out was a Bolivian Indian named Manuel Mamani. Very little is known about Mamani's life. But he could tramp through the Andes forests for weeks at a time, fueled by little more than cocoa leaves. And he had an uncanny ability to scan the endless green canopy of the forest and pick out a tiny wisp of scarlet leaves in the distance. After filling a few sacks with cinchona seeds in 1865, Mamani tramped a thousand miles on foot over the freezing Andes highlands. Then he delivered the sacks to an Englishman. His reward was $500, two mules, four donkeys, and a new gun. Mamani also got sentenced to death in absentia for betraying his country. Crazily, the greedy Englishman later sent Mamani back into the forest for more seeds, at which point Mamani got caught. He was thrown into jail, denied food and water, and beaten so savagely that he couldn't stand up anymore. His donkeys were taken from him, and he died a few days later. But Mamani's seeds would prove historic. The greedy Englishman sold the seeds to the Dutch government for just $20. It turned out to be, in one historian's words, the best $20 deal in history. The seeds that had cost Mamami his life contained a whopping 13% quinine. Within a few decades, the Dutch were growing huge plantations of cinchona trees on the Indonesian island of Java. After that, the native quinine industry in South America withered and died. Very little bark was exported from there anymore, often just to flavor wine in Europe. The Dutch finally brought this life-saving cure to the whole world. Unfortunately, people never seem to learn their lesson. After breaking up the South American monopoly, the world let Java plantations turn into another monopoly. By 1930, Java produced 97% of the world's supply of quinine, which became a big problem when World War II erupted. The Nazis invaded Holland in 1940, and one of their top priorities was seizing all the stores of pure quinine there, both to use themselves in North Africa and to deny it to the Allies. Thankfully, there were still the Java plantations for the raw cinchona bark. Until, suddenly, Japan conquered Java in 1942. Axis powers now controlled more or less the entire world supply of quinine. The results were devastating. Southeast Asia and South Pacific islands are dotted with marshes and pools, perfect breeding grounds for the mosquitoes that spread malaria. Foxholes and shell holes also filled up with water, making the problem even worse. In short, there were deadly mosquitoes everywhere. 
Now, the Allies did try to distribute mosquito nets to soldiers, but the nets often got damaged or ignored in the chaos of war. There were a few synthetic drugs to help prevent malaria, but they had horrible side effects like nausea and diarrhea. Military doctors tried to convince troops to take them anyway. One field hospital in New Guinea nailed two skulls to a sign by the door that read, They didn't take their drugs. Despite this warning, most soldiers skipped the medicine and just took their chances. And of course, the Allies couldn't just grow more cinchona trees. After all, they're trees, which are pretty sluggish to grow. It would take years to harvest any quinine. As a result, malaria demolished the Allied forces in the Pacific. More than 60% of soldiers there got it, 600,000 troops overall. In fact, American troops suffered 7 to 10 times more malaria deaths than deaths from Japanese bombs, bullets, and bayonets. The military had to find new sources of quinine, fast, or the war would be lost. And that's where Raymond Fosberg came in. Have you ever wanted to appreciate books or movies or music from another culture? Do you have a big trip coming up and want to get beyond the tourist spots and immerse yourself in local culture? No matter what the reason, Rosetta Stone is the language program for you. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Millions have used it. Rosetta Stone knows what works for getting started, remembering what you've learned, and motivating you to stay on track. Plus, the built-in true accent feature gives you live feedback to improve your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. Start today. For a limited time, Disappearing Spoon listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. For World War II, Fosberg was a harmless botanist from Spokane who specialized in ocean island plants. He spent the 1930s puttering around Hawaii, for instance. But when Java fell, the U.S. military called Fosberg and a few other botanists in to a top-secret meeting. They told them, we have to find cinchona bark somewhere. The entire Pacific War depends on this mission. So Fosberg went down to Columbia and started poking around. It was tough and often dangerous work. Cinchona trees grow best on steep slopes, and the gorges beneath those slopes were often lined with the skeletons of old bark hunters who'd taken a single wrong step. But Fosberg was determined. He scouted tirelessly, interviewing elders who remembered where the trees were and scouring mountain jungles for wisps of those scarlet leaves. Whenever he found some, he would hire locals to strip the bark off with machetes. Then he got mule trains going to haul the bark to rivers for shipping. When mule transport proved impossible, he helped hack airstrips out of the jungle to land bush planes to haul it all away. Overall, Fosberg located 12.5 million pounds of bark from something like 180,000 trees, which sounds impressive, but it wasn't nearly enough. Like most living things, cinchona bark was mostly water, 
75%. And water doesn't help fight malaria. Plus, unlike the super quinine-rich trees in Java, most of the wild South American ones had just a few percents worth of quinine, or even less. It also took months to isolate quinine from the bark. And remember, 600,000 troops needed it. Those 12.5 million pounds of bark didn't go nearly as far as you would think. This was shaping up to be a crucial time in the Pacific War, too. After several early defeats, the Allies had finally started turning Japan back in 1943. We had the momentum at last, and had hopes of capturing vital island bases in the South Pacific. But if troops kept dropping dead of malaria, those gains would evaporate. Fosberg needed to find more quinine, pronto. And that's what brought him to rural Columbia that night in 1944. He had to hunt down every last lead. So he checked into his flea bag hotel with the thin walls and was soon confronted by the German spies. These two Germans remain an enigma today. They were shady international types, not the types of folks who just chit-chat with strangers or leave a paper trail. We have no idea how they glommed on to Fosberg. And Fosberg was frankly terrified of them. Surely he'd be kidnapped, tortured, shot. He never imagined he'd die for botany. But to his shock, the Nazi spies were not there to kill him. They wanted to talk business. They had stolen a huge cache of pure quinine from Germany, and they needed to offload it. Was the United States interested? Now, they of course charged a wildly inflated price for this stash. And frankly, they were not heroes. They were slimy Nazi operatives, profiteering off the war. For all Fosberg knew, they were lying to him anyway, selling fake powder or planning to grab his money and run. But he decided to trust them. Slimy Nazis or not, they were the best chance to win the war. I'm game, he told them. And the gamble paid off. The slimy Nazis kept their word and a huge cache of quinine was quietly shipped out to the South Pacific. It provided vital help in fighting the war there. By the end of 1944, the Allies had taken the Philippines and conquered Midway in the Marianas Islands. Suddenly, American long-range bombers could reach the Japanese mainland and start to batter the empire into submission. Overall, the tide of the Pacific War turned decisively in 1944 and a Japanese loss became inevitable. Malaria was still a problem. Plenty of soldiers still suffered and died. But however crazy it sounds, we can thank a few crooked Nazis for the fact that malaria didn't kill off the entire Allied war effort as well. For more information about this episode, visit patreon.com slash disappearingspoon. There, you can also suggest stories for future episodes, get signed merchandise, and find bonus material like extra podcasts and pictures. Also visit samkeen.com podcast. There you can find more incredible stories from my books and learn how to book me as a speaker at your school or event. And if you like this podcast, please spread the word to others, both online and in person. I'm listener-supported and word of mouth means a lot. Thanks for listening to The Disappearing Spoon.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.